Hello everyone, I'm Stella. I'm Sophia. And I'm Vanessa. We host Generation Discourse. Generation Discourse is a platform for young people to come up with, share, and discuss ideas within the realm of theory and the abstract. You'll find us talking about philosophy, current events, and social concerns. You're listening to part three of our conversation on the traditional roles of women. Unlike the previous episode, this instalment centres more around societal and familial shifts, school life, and the feminist debate. If you want to hear more discussion on the broad topic of feminism and evolutionary psychology, have listened to the previous two parts of this series. These episodes can be listened to as standalone pieces or as an extension of the previous episode. Like, it could dissuade some people, but I'm thinking more on the lines of even just thinking about career choices, mm-hmm. that if you have been, if it's been showcased and pushed to you that that's more male-dominated, the idea, the de- it won't even pop in your head. Yeah. Because, like, even if it's something that you could enjoy, I think with that sort of element and influence, that would... Okay. Oh, what are you going to say? But then, like, how would you explain in countries like Sweden and Germany, where there's a societal push against that kind of um, portrayal? So there's, like, a push. There's a push for, like, so when we have, like, all images of mechanical engineers, that half of them are male and half of them female. There's kind of that kind of push in, the, uh, in Europe. How would you explain that those countries have a greater, like those countries have a greater ratio between male mechanical engineers and female mechanical engineers. So how, like then say here, how would you explain? It's it? interesting. I didn't know that. So is that, yeah. so is that even that, if they yeah. are pushing? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So if I just it, pop in here, um, I think, well, for one, the push only really started about a generation ago. Right. Like okay, I lived in best. Switzerland yeah. and yeah. I lived in yeah. Singapore, like that considered to be some of the most kind of advanced and egalitarian countries in the world. Right. Um, and still I was kind of experiencing in the older generations, the sense that kind of, I was really lucky to be bring, brought up in a gal at the time that I was, you know, like it's mm. not, that means that since we've only had like a generation of grace period for one, it's not really been fixed yet. And also you can't fix every kind of um, ingrained misconception that one might have about a gender role, right? And so despite having been brought up in these extremely liberal and egalitarian countries, I still found myself expecting myself to not go into STEM. And it was only because of these girls in STEM clubs that I was actually exposed to computer science and then chose to take a computer science course, despite the fact that all of the guys in my classes were extremely kind of like, I don't know, they pushed against it implicitly, you know? And so I think that we can't just assume that the problem's been solved. And that's why I don't think that the data matches up. Andrew, have you been in a Digitech class before, Kristen? No, I haven't. Uh Oh. I can imagine that, like, Yeah, it's not, like, you know, even at, like, all those, like, at a school who, which, like, really pushes, like, STEM for girls and, like, computer science. Like, if you're sitting in a Digitech class, like, the all the guys and like you're if you're there's like i've never been in a digitech class with more than two girls and like even the teachers are in her like kind of like well you're here for the like a lot of the teachers will be like well you're here for the experience but as for the guys it's like more like you know maybe you'll actually go into this as a career like it's it, there is like definitely a divide there so i don't know yeah and i don't want to preach to everyone but just like from my experience right in my previous school 
Um, having gone into a computer science class and being utterly shocked at the fact that I was literally the only girl there out of like 20 people, um, I started up like a coding club for middle school girls to, like, to kind of get them used to the idea of computer science at a young age, right? So that they didn't feel quite as alienated when they went into high school. And still, like they had a real talent for that, for it, you know, once they kind of were learning this thing for a few months, kind of, I found that a few of them were actually better than some of my peers in my class. And so when I encouraged them to take coding as a subject and when they really enjoyed it, they still pushed back against it because they were like, oh, I will get bullied, you know, or, yeah. oh, my parents yeah. don't think that's the right path for me. Because despite the fact that I had nurtured this thing in them and that they really liked coding and that they kind of knew that it would be a really nice career path for them to take, they still kind of had this. And I think also like saying like, you know, all these Scandinavian countries, these really egalitarian countries, they have gone through these like, well, you have to admit that they're quite like basic baseline changes for equality. Like they're not like revolutionary um, changes that like, you know, it's just things that actually should have been like there is it's a 50-50 representation in like advertising and stuff like that. It's not like so you maybe, you know, years and years of cultural, like societal, familial like pressures can't actually just be, you know, changed by maybe a generation of photos with like but you, you would know. you would still expect them to be more changed than other societies that have done less to change you would you would like because it's like even if you say the change that they've done is relative to all those, the like countries you know those european countries and those like singapore or those countries they actually had more exaggerated like you know tradition like traditional like singaporean families are probably more you know and I think like the other thing is like when you when you are more when your nation is more egalitarian you just have more opportunities and so previously like a girl who would have dreamed of like becoming like an amazing nurse like she didn't have the opportunity to do that but now she does and so she's obviously going to take the um the career path that's been her dream right but these dreams have been formed by like perhaps stereotypical um you know um representations of like what a um, girl's career should be and so like perhaps like what it simply does is that just by providing equal opportunity you allow these stereotypes to kind of um fester more because you like people are given the opportunity to do essentially like what they want now but then you're you're just looking at one generation. But the fact that this has been going on for, I wouldn't say like, like a lot of generations, but it's got been going on for like a few generations, a few batches of children, and like so you would expect to see batches. That's the best way I can describe. It, I'm sorry, but like you would expect that you would expect to see like you would expect to see some change. It's not like. No, but Andrew, like, do you mean that you would expect to see some change as in the ratio of men to female would even out a little bit or, you know, that's more... What you, that's, that's what you'd expect to see, but that's not what we see. So that's no, actually... Something else you do see is that women who actually do go into STEM, okay, maybe the ratio hasn't evened out, but the women who decide to actually go into STEM stay in STEM. And... Yeah, of course. That no, means they're doing that something they actually want to do. Yeah. So is it really a problem if it's just like the people who actually want to do it are going into no, that? No, no. I'm not saying there's a problem with that. I'm saying if someone wants to go into like a career, then they should 
be allowed to do that with no hindrance whatsoever. But I, I feel as if that there's going to, to be difference and differences and preferences for different careers. Like if you, obviously there's, in, there's going to be individuals who let's say female, but really want to do mechanical engineering. But I do feel like across, if you take an average, it's going to be different. But then shouldn't we be looking after these people in the females who really do want to go into mechanical engineering, but because they see the reality, they say no. Right. So maybe what it means is not like we're just striving for some like um, equal opportunity, but more for like equitable opportunity. Right. Like it's like basic economics where you have like the argument between like equitable and equal, where you like probably give poor countries more money. Right. And like you can apply the same thing here where you just give like people who probably um, don't get as much opportunity or are hindered by some kind of societal pressure. You give them more of a push to do the things that they want to do. And the people who don't want to do it, don't do it. But the people who do want to do it, they get the support that they need and like have been missing for a very long okay. time. Okay. Yeah. That's, I would totally agree with that. What I wouldn't agree with, is just to get the numbers up, you go and try and convince like females that they need to do mechanical engineering so that you get a 50-50. So, like, so, so what I'm arguing then is if you do have this more equitable treatment rather than just reaching something that's like equal, like you're probably going, okay, in my, in my world, you're going to have more even like um, distributions of people um, you know, working in STEM and working in law and working in like performance, performing arts or something. Um, I was just going back to a point, which is that because I go to a same sex school or boys school, and obviously you guys go to a um, sort of mixed school. Would you say that w what's more off putting a, a class that has both boys and girls in it or a same sex one? And do you think that will influence differently? Like if like Stella was saying that you went into a class of 20 and you're the only girl there and that may be off putting for some people and they might not want to take classes that are overwhelmed by the other gender. But would you say that the bullying might still be there in a same sex school because of other girls who see that subject as male dominated what's what's like the dance subject like at your school this thing at, at my uh, school there is no dance subject but there is a very popular dance club like it's 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 one of those things where it's we, we're still open to that idea but even if we push it boys are still going to go back to our tendencies. And I'm just wondering, do you think, because you mentioned like, the girls in the coding club still didn't want to take the subject, even though they were really good at it. Do you think that even if it was a different school, what, do, what, what are your thoughts on it? What do you think is the better sort of um, way of doing this? I don't know what I'm formulating right, right now, but hopefully I'm bringing up an idea or a point. Yeah. Can I just chip in? Like, um, I know like Stella brought it up with, and she had like a coding club and did it for like a long time. But I personally dropped out of Digitech, like firstly because I didn't like like it all that much. But like I was like 
the only other girl I was doing it with like dropped out of it and I was like you know I didn't really want to be the only girl in like an old boys classroom and something like that like it kind of did play like a role in it and I think it's a bit off more off to putting to be the only girl in like a whole class of guys rather than being in maybe a small class of just girls which would maybe be what happened at a girl's school like if there was digitech at a girl's school like you know it wasn't the most popular subject because it was a smaller class but it wouldn't be like you're the only girl in like a huge like class of boys and it's the same for like uh, if you were the only boy in a small class of boys and you really like dance it might be easier than if you were the only boy in like a huge class of girls you know what i mean and so it would, it would be more comfortable as an individual to go into that even with the views. I just, I was just sort of finding that interesting because I'm not, I have no idea what it's like to be in a mixed school other than primary school. So yeah. like, um, I can't really say that I'm used to that, but I, I was just thinking that. So would you think that it's more comfortable to be in a smaller class of girls or all sort of comfortable being there rather than being in a couple of girls or maybe even the same amount of girls in that class? but mm. with a higher ratio of guys, would it? Well, yeah, I would agree with Hiso, actually. Um, also because I feel like if it were an all-girls school and they had a computer science class, girls wouldn't be bullying each other for their subject choices. I think they'd probably choose something else a little bit more poignant to target. I think the problem is with, like, and it's kind of, I was thinking about this when we were talking about the kind of male competition segment you know like kind of yeah. how um guys compete versus how girls compete it becomes an extremely alienating atmosphere because of that as well because you can sense that the guys are competing against each other and then they don't quite know what to do when they see you walk in um like whether you're a competitor or someone that they should just ignore um and so it actually it was weird throughout the year i ended up finding myself evolving to be a lot more masculine in the way that i approached academic studies and that's a very weird thing to say but like bear with me like masculine in the sense that kind of success is more of a show in the way that andrew was mm. talking about it because yeah. that was the only way i could really survive with like the class dynamic was making sure that people knew that i wasn't someone to be messed with um it was it was a really strange atmosphere. I think in that atmosphere, like I definitely like had that atmosphere as well. But like, I think, like I'm personally quite like a, like people would say I'm quite girly. Like I do like you know, like, <coughs> not very masculine. <laughs> any, like honestly, like you know, like I, <coughs> yeah, no, like no, no. and then. Like, for those, and the other girl in my class was like that too. Like, but we both, like, and that was when Kristen, like, had, like, an esports club, which oh, yeah. was, like, it was gaming. So we had, like, league yeah. and stuff. We had, like, an esports club with Kate. So that's the only person I had. You remember Kate, Andrew? Mm. Who's also quite girly. So we'd always do esports club and stuff and Digitech. And then you have to kind of go through the guys being like, oh, you're a fake gamer girl. You're like, you know, you're only interested in computers for the guys, like, stuff like that, which is, you know, like, yeah. it's a thing. Like, I think that's also the thing. Like, if you're just doing it with girls, it's all like, oh, we're all interested in computer science. But then from the girls, if you're the only girl in the Digitech class with, like, 20 guys, and you're like, oh, you're only doing it to, like, hang out with the guys, or you're only pretending to be interested in it because you're, like, wanting to, like, be in that class. or And that you get the same thing from guys as well. If they get a bit butthurt, like, about anything, they'll be like, oh, you're not actually interested in computers, if you know what I mean. 
but then to be honest we say the same thing the other way like if a guy does like food tech we'll like a lot of guys will say you're just in that class to hang out with the girls like that's i think really? i wouldn't know yeah. no we <laughs> yeah we, I have, we, I have we friends say that like, sometimes i have friends like who are in the dance class like you know and yeah. then like i've never had them i've never had anyone like i think i mean it's a problem yeah like people do say bad stuff about like mean stuff about like if a guy just goes into a dance class but like it's not really like you're doing it to hang out with the girls it's more like you know they start like questioning <laughs> Like, you know, stuff like that. Like, you know, yeah, I you like I was never like told like I was like being like a tom tom girl, like a tomboy or anything or stuff or being like more masculine for doing it. I was told that I was being like trying to get with guys for doing it. But like the opposite way, when guys go into a dance class, they're not saying a lot. A lot of people are like, "Oh, you're doing that to get girls." They're like, "You're a really feminine guy." Like, I I would just. I, I would disagree with that. To be I, I think if personally, I think I if I yeah. if I went to like a dance class with I maybe I just have like bad friends, but like if I went to like an all girls dance class, I'm pretty sure all my mates would say you're literally there just to like that's, get girls. That must I think just that's what. No, okay. <laughs> fair enough but i they would probably <laughs> say something like that yeah i just remember um someone in our year i think it was charlie jenkins if you know him yeah. did like a tech class a couple years ago and then everyone like teased him for it but it was oh. like you know the fact that you it's, remember it's, that he says kind of disturbing sorry what was that max <laughs> I, I was just saying is what is food tech class like for you guys like is it oh, more female food. dominated Oh no, yeah. I know I know what food tech is. Oh. I was just like, um, what's what's the what's the what's the ratio of male to female in those classes? Like one guy. One so, guy. Oh, it depends. So, like no, um, in middle for, school. In I, middle school, it's like half half. Andrew, I once yeah. visited Will's um, food tech class, food tech, and it's yeah. very even. Like he had really. We had um, really in his class. He had like Will. He had James. I think he had um, Jacob Watson Jones. And they were like just like a few other year thirteen girls as well. I remember like, I think middle school it was really even because like you know it wasn't anything like that's interesting because in middle school it wasn't like any no generals had been assigned to Digitech yeah. or like food tech or something like no generals had been assigned to it. Like we went to Digitech because we thought robotics was cool, and then when you went to like food tech because you wanted to make like brownies or something, you know. You could, and then like you as could soon as year eleven hit, like it just like like cut. It's, there, I think there's also like you could also explain that two other ways. One is like once you get into year eleven, because NCA starts. I know it doesn't start anymore, but like when it did, like you kind of start taking things more seriously. So you don't just take subjects just to have fun. You kind of start taking subjects as like this is something I might want to do in the future, and also because like yeah, also when you get to that age, you're yeah. seven you've been doing it since like you're seven why not think that it's something that you might want to go into like why not take it seriously i mean when i was year seven i had no idea what i wanted to do yet yeah. so like straight back, straight even back, though back. <laughs> you could do we have any idea, idea what we want to do now <laughs> mm, not really uh, <laughs> and i i guess the other 
I guess the other explanation is like, I, I, I'm going to sound really repetitive always going back to the psychometrics, but I think that's kind of the age at which the psychometrics kind of diverge, start to diverge more. Whereas before that, the, um, boys and girls are relatively the same, but at that kind of age, they start to get more different, I guess. So you could, always, you could also explain that. It's probably a mixture of both. Do you, do you think that the divergence, um, do you think that that's with external factors or do you think that's natural? That's open floor question. I would, I, you kind of have to say that it's both because it makes sense that there is, as you get like more and more through puberty, you become more and more different because the sexes develop, like they get closer to sexual maturity. So you would, it makes sense that there, there is a natural divergence, but it also makes sense that culturally, this is where things like, the cultural distinctions start to get more vivid. So start to develop within. I would say it's probably a contribution of both. So it's kind of difficult to say, it's kind of difficult to determine how much of it is natural and how much of it is bio. Um, I'd say external because like it is what society decides, but I'd also say natural in the sense that you start caring more about what society says at mm. that age. But then to be honest, because it's really young, difficult. Like, isn't that it's a, puberty in a sense is when you kind of detach yourself from the familial structure from the family structure and mm. you have to start caring about what the like society thinks about you and then in that sense if all these external like things such as like the subconscious you know advertisement is being like shot through at you then that natural response of caring what society thinks and these external influences that you're getting may like have a bigger you know but even um, if it's a even if it's a societal difference, like in kind of anthropology, there's always that debate is like, is culture like is so let's say culturally, we think men should do this and women should do this. Is that purely like a construct? Or is that just a reinforcement of like, differences that already exist biologically? So how much is culture rooted in biology? Is it something completely different or is it like an expansion of that and it's really difficult to determine like like how much of culture is kind of influenced by biological factors i think nobody has a real answer to that question so the fact that something is cultural is more complicated than you know some met like some old men in like a room decided that this is what society should do can we talk about uh De Beauvoir, do you, do you guys mind? Oh, yeah. So just discuss what I think. About. One of the things she talks about in the introduction is woman as being othered. And then the second one, which these are just two things I kind of noticed. And the second one was like how there's no doubt in either the minds of men or women that the world is run by men and then for men. So those are the, can I just talk about it because those are the only two things that she talks about that I can't disagree with. Okay. Okay. You disagree with the fact that women are othered from men. Yeah. I, I, I the reason why is I don't think because like it's it's kind of a postmodern idea. It's like so you have a group of oppressors and a group of victims. So it's kind of that idea. But I don't I don't think you can say that I don't think you can say that men can be 
so uniformly defined as a group. Because if you look at, say, slavery in America, all whites were probably universally better off than all blacks. Like, in general, like, almost universally. Would you agree? Like, Andrew, I'm just going to, like, yeah, yeah. ask you a little bit, because the, I think you might have misunderstood what the idea of othered means. Okay, it's yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. the most modern idea of oppressor and oppress. It's the idea of how women, like, every feminist debate becomes, are women equal to men? Are they better okay. than men? Or are they inferior to men. Oh, so you and mean like they, the okay. Othered. Like they are separated into a category and then like compared with men rather than being considered as a joint, like, you know, as a branch of like humanity or something, which is what de Beauvoir was talking about. And I think like what I personally think like that's trying to get to is that the whole feminist debate is kind of becoming too much of an othered, like segregating debate. But, like, you know? but how, how can you, my but my question still stands is like how can you compare because men are if if you ask me like what a so what the social hierarchy looks like let's say let's take uh let's take now okay let's let's take now so if you ask me what the social hierarchy looks like i would probably say most like because most people in power are men so you probably put like mostly men somewhere at the top but then you would also put mostly men somewhere at the bottom because most homeless people are men and then most people in prison are men and most people who like suffer from like serious issues are men so you kind of have to say like okay most people at the bottom are also men so then you have most women in the middle so my question is like how can you what are you what are you comparing to? I don't think there's such a unified group no. in society as men because of that division between men who are either really successful or fail really, really hard. I'd say the division is literally what we've been talking about during the whole thing. And it's the division that because our natural tendencies are different, that's what if, like is like... Because, like, the reason that I said, like, you know, The Second Sex would be a, like, good book to read for this is because right. our entire, like, um, milestone of, like, the division between men and women is, like, often the biology and the, like, traits and the differences between them. So that's basically what the othering is. Not how much better off men are than women or, like, whether they're in a complete different, like, defined category of their own. It's more, like that you, women see men as different to them and men see women as different. And whether that's seen as inferior, like, like better than or equal is just different from discussion to discussion. Here marks the end of the traditional roles of women, part three. Tune in next week for a continuation of the series. If you like this episode, give the podcast a follow on wherever you're listening so you'll be the first to know when we upload. We'll be releasing an episode every Sunday, New Zealand time. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We're Generation Discourse everywhere.